I'm Anthony Bachman from All Things Good and Nerdy, a geeky podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 70 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say for the penultimate episode of this, SP's here. I'm here, I'm ready to rock, and I've got a lot of things to say about a specific topic related to podcasting. You do indeed. Yes, I did say this is the penultimate episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat Season. Are we in three? I I, I lost track of what season we're in. Uh, four, I think it's four, isn't it? I don't even know. Uh, is I've it four? I've lost track. Anyways, it's the penultimate episode of this season of Better Podcasting Live Chat. SP will figure oh. it out while I'm telling you all about what the plan is here. Um, For those of you that didn't know this, uh, we do two shows. We do this show, the Better Podcasting Live Chat, as well. We do the Better Podcasting Main Show. Well, that's been on hiatus because we did not return for season four of that. We just continued on with season three. I Don't worry, I looked it up too. Uh, we continued on with season three of Better Podcasting Live Chat and uh, just kept going. And so we've got this one and... If all goes well, we're pushing the timeline here. Uh, we've got one for next week, the finale of Better Podcasting Live Chat. But if you're saying, Stephen, what about your gear episodes? <gasps> what about them? Well, first off, I don't believe you're saying that. I believe you're actually saying SP's gear episode. I know that's the one that you really, really want to hear all about. Well, have no fear because gear will still be here. We are planning on having one last episode of the Better Podcasting main show for 2023, which will be the Our Gear episode. So you can check that out over on the main feed and we will have that within the next couple of weeks. Basically the week after we record the last live chat. That's how it's all going to shake out. Oh, sweet. I'm so looking forward to this. Matter of fact, a little teaser. I was like, gear this year? I, I don't, I didn't. I didn't, I, oops, I didn't buy anything. And then I started looking stuff up. I was like, dang, I, no, <laughs> no, can't say that. I bought some stuff and it goes beyond the microphone that's right in front of me. So a little teaser for you for that episode that's coming up your way in uh, a couple weeks, yeah, maybe a little bit longer, depending on what's going on. For those of you that don't know, I am taking a hiatus from podcasting starting Thanksgiving American, which is next week. We got one more of these episodes left, and then uh, that hiatus will officially start. And the reason why is, well, I wanted time around the holidays, but then the daughter got pregnant, and then she's due the Monday or Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. And I am going to take care of myself as a hobby podcaster. I'm going to take a month off for the family and I'm going to enjoy the holidays situation. And I got a little catching up to do, by the way, if you didn't already know this, Steven's quite the decorator when it comes to the outdoor <laughs> holiday scenes. And, you know, I fell off the roof a few years ago and hadn't quite gotten back on the horse, so to speak. Well, lately I have, and I got some good things coming this year. Still not going to go up on the roof, but I am going to make the yard look a little bit better. So I'm looking forward to that this year. I love exchanging holiday photos with USP. I know the listeners and viewers don't get to see them, but I like doing that with you. Um, and I'll just let everybody know as far as what uh, 2024 is going to look like. 
Keep your eyes on social media, primarily our Discord over at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, because we will announce once we have the game plan on everything, we will announce uh, what that's going to look like going into 2024. So just to recap, Season 3, the long, long version of Season 3 of Better Podcasting Live Chat will end next week, the next episode, and there will be one last We'll call it in-between season bonus episode of Better Podcasting Main Show, which will come the week after that on the Better Podcasting Main Feed. And then we'll have all the announcements to come for 2024. Think of it in terms of like a Doctor Who series or like Warehouse 13 or any show that typically is like in the summertime frame or, you know, in the springtime frame or whatever. It doesn't really roll over the holidays that puts in a special holiday episode. That's what we're doing with better podcasting this year. I'm so excited about it. Star Wars holiday special. Uh, well, I guess there's some winners and some losers out there. <laughs> hey, SP, I wanted to bring something up that you, I think, previously made us all aware of, which is an answer to actually you made us aware of the thing. We have an answer now to the thing. And it's the road stand. We talked about the mystery road stand a little while ago. And this was one that was in a promo picture that people didn't know what was going on. And there's speculation that maybe it would never exist. Well, it does exist now. It's called the Road DS2. This is the Road DS2. They call it a desktop studio arm. Basically, it's a small profile arm. And it comes at the low, low price of $90 American. Yeah, I think DS stands for dang expensive because <laughs> 90 bucks for a, for a table stand is pretty excessive in my opinion. Now, it does look pretty cool. It doesn't have any channels. You know, all the pictures that I've seen of it, I'll have a microphone actually on the stand. They still have to wrap the cord around it. It still just looks like a normal thing. However, it is a little bit more futuristic than, you know, the circular base and then you know the just the stand that the circular rod that comes up and everything so for that i, I give them kudos so that they, they move beyond move more towards what people might see on their desk for maybe a cell phone stand or a tablet stand or something like that so i'll give them cred for that but 90 bucks really guys 90 so I looked up the specs and it says heavy base for a perfect balance on a desk or flat surface, but it says ideal up to, for devices up to 900 grams. Now, 900 grams in pounds for you folks is going to be 1.984 pounds. And my quick Google of the Sure SM7B says that the Sure SM7B weighs 1.69 pounds. And so that's a pretty, pretty hefty... Um, weight that it's ideal for and and i'll be i'll be honest i'm surprised looking at it i didn't think it would be able to take something like that i have a couple of tablet stands that are pretty robust actually i don't know if they could extend and take the weight that this does but they do extend and they do take some weight it's a tabcon or cabcon k-a-b-c-o-n tablet stand and it sells for 35 bucks so all that extra, what, 45 bucks or whatever, that's all weight to hold an extended arm. That's a, that's a lot of money for yeah. an extended arm, in my opinion. And I'll just uh, let everybody know the RE320 apparently is 681 grams. That's one pound, eight ounces. And then um, the... Sound like a drug dealer. 
<laughs> really? Uh, and then also the um, the uh, the Blue Yeti. That was the the name. The Blue Yeti weight is approximately three point no two point two pounds. So sorry, it, it's gonna uh, be too heavy, SP. Womp, womp. Guess you can't get the Blue Yeti. I wonder if that's included, you know, the stand that it comes with. I wonder if that's included in the weight. So if you take it out of the stand. No, does a- it- according to my Google, it's 3.4 pounds with a stand. Oh, that's a heavy mic. <laughs> so anyways, that's that's my quick Google. But yeah, check that out if you want to look that up. It's the Rode DS2. We do have an answer to that. I think that it, this is actually, a, a, although the price tag will probably draw some people away, I think this is something that I can see a lot of people do do using because if it can hold the weight and it is easy to put away, it looks like it's probably fairly portable. Um, I could see it fitting into people's podcast bag if they're willing to pay the price tag. Yeah, it probably folds flat, which is a benefit putting in a travel bag. I'll give it that because any other stand that I have it's a foldable stand and, and it it's not flat. So when you put it in the bag, it's got some uh, distance to it that you get, you, you know, you got to go out, you got to have some, you know, depth to your bag to put it in there. But this, you probably have some depth, but it's probably flat. Like you could put a, a laptop against it or something like that. So I think, I think it'd probably be pretty good. Say Steven, uh, I put a little blurb in the the show doc a couple of days ago and my question to you is should we cover this little blurb now or do you want to go over your stuff first and then we can ruin the show let's go with with another year first and then we'll come back to mine that way we can you know it can be like we're teasing people right now to keep listening and then we'll talk about my boring thing people stick around for your thing and then they'll tune out after your thing is done and they come back to my boring thing how about that Okay, so you want me to go now? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to do one more first. One more just okay. to keep people waiting. P- keep people on the edge of their seat because it's quite the blurb. And and I'm excited for you to go through your blurb. And and I, I, like, I like a good rant. But I wanted to bring up Black Friday deals because Black Friday deals are, are starting to come. So it, this is your reminder. Keep your eyes out for deals. This is a good time of year sometimes to buy podcast gear if you are looking or podcast services. Services is a big thing. And I wanted to bring this up because today while I was setting up for the show, I noticed that Restream, we've talked about it before, Restream, the service that does help stream out to multiple different locations and whatnot, they actually have their Black Friday deal apparently fully on sale. And it says 50% off Black Friday sale. And I believe that is about what they usually run it at. So... Keep your eyes out because right now there are Black Friday deals that are starting and um, it's a good time. I know I will be looking for a micro SD card. I need a new micro SD card as well. I will be looking probably for some web hosting deals because I really need to consolidate some of my web hosting. It's kind of spread out a couple of years ago to a couple different hosting services and I can definitely consolidate them again. So I got to keep my eyes out for some web hosting Black Friday deals to be had. Yeah, you've had some winners or losers with the hosting deals that you have achieved over Black Friday over the years. You've tried some, you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. But you've tried some and you're like, this is a deal that I'm going to have for two or three years. So you've had some. I have. So we we shall see. All right, go ahead. (laughs) All right. Well, Stephen, I got to ask you a question. Stay spoiler free with this. So you created the show doc maybe i did i created the show doc 
first for this week. And I populated my little blurb that I'm about to go into. And then a couple of days ago, I said, well, Stephen, have you taken a look at the show doc? And he's like, no, no, I haven't. And it's like, go ahead and take a look at it. When you first saw this, what was your first spoiler-free thoughts? Wow. We're going there. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it because I, behind the scenes, I know a lot of the things you're about to talk about. We You've talked about with me before. And um, I'm glad you're using this as an outlet to get the, these thoughts in a in, in a joined together, uh, a pre a thought out fashion. And I know there's some things in here that you're going to talk about that we've dabbled in before, but I'm glad you're having the opportunity here to talk about this. And I think it's important given the history that we've had talking about this topic before and and the position change that's happened over the years. So I, I was definitely like, wow, because because we've avoided it for a while. But I, I'm I'm glad you're finally putting these thoughts out there. So so I will turn it over to you. Have I have I stayed spoiler free enough? Yeah, you have. Uh, I'm going to stay a little bit spoiler free for a little bit okay. longer okay. because I'm going to lay some foundation here. First of all, this show is dedicated to helping hobby podcasters make their podcasts better. So that is the audience that we are trying to achieve. We know that some professional podcasters listen to the show. We know that some people in the industry, in the podcast industrial complex or whatever you want to call it, listen to this show. This statement is not for those people. It, it really isn't. This, this statement that I'm about to make here, well-researched as it is, is for the hobby podcaster. So just keep that in mind. I am talking to the hobby podcaster. The other thing that I wanted to say before I started in here is uh, what is one thing that all podcasts need? I mean, there's there's several, I guess, one things, but one thing that all podcasts need is some kind of hosting capability for your media. You need to put those MP3 files or wh whatever you have in, in the files. I know some people publish different types of files and you could even publish video files into a podcast, but you have to put them somewhere so that when the RSS goes out there and you're in Apple podcasts or overcasts or uh, whatever you use on Android or Spotify, they have to be able to go back and get that file and be able to serve it up to either download or listen or sequential download or, or whatever. So the file has to stay somewhere. And oftentimes we call that a podcast media hosting service that you pay for, or maybe it's free, like the Spotify for podcasters and some free ones out there, or you self-host, you buy yourself some web hosting, you throw your files on there and then you roll your own RSS feed, or maybe you use uh, an RSS generator of some company and then it's serviced out. But I'm going to specifically be talking about a podcast media hosting service. One that we've talked, ironically, before. And uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way, this disclaimer out of the way that I have used this company since I first started podcasting. And in fact, the main better podcasting show is on this company. So a lot of you are like, oh, I know what he's talking about. So I'll just say it right now. We're going to be talking about Libsyn or Liberated Syndication. And this has been boiling with me for quite some time. 
years, I would say, Stephen. I mean, we've been talking about this back and forth, some spots here and there. But I'm going to be talking about Libsyn. And what got, what was, was the straw that broke the camel's back this time was a post on Reddit. And for those that don't know, I'm a moderator of the R podcasting subreddit. I'm one of the moderators. We have a team of moderators. I'm one of the moderators there. And there's often posts on there on podcast media hosting services. And there's one specific one that was put out there. And the crux of the question was dealing with video, which admittedly Libsyn is struggling with, but a lot of podcast media hosting services are struggling with just because it's a lot of bandwidth. If you store video and you have up to a 4k file that you're passing back and forth, it just ends up being a lot of bandwidth. So it's difficult to pay for that bandwidth and that sir that uh, storage service just because it gets to be a lot so you're doing a daily streaming show like a three or four hour streaming show and you're doing it in 4k that ends up to be a lot of data that's being passed back and forth so i get why if you're not on youtube why it's difficult to have a video podcast so I get that part, but the, the, the crux of the, of the matter of the story of the uh, question here was about video and saying, I want to switch hosting from Libsyn to Spotify because, you know, the storage is not all that great. Apparently there's more and more video podcasts going on Spotify for podcasters. Uh, you can distribute, I believe to Spotify only your video show. So everybody wants to do video and they're like, Oh, Spotify pro- for podcasters will do video. So I want to, go over that. If you do what we do and you put your show on YouTube, we just do it as a talking head file. We, we don't have it. It's not a RSS feed. We don't distribute it via an RSS feed. We literally on all our shows that we do on the gonna geek YouTube channel or the better podcasting YouTube channel, we will create a separate video file and we will upload it. So we don't have any connectivity between our shows and our media host. So there's, there is no stat pass back. And depending on how you do it, it, that breaks or it doesn't break or it's sketchy or it's not sketchy. And it's very confusing. I know that there's a couple of ways to do it these days that Libsyn in particular is doing, but which options you choose to get that stat pass back and then have you given up your ability to load up to YouTube over time? I don't think so, but I mean, there's a lot of questions that I have. So that just got me thinking of, all right, so this is another thing that I have an issue with, I guess, with Libsyn. So maybe now's the time to talk about everything else. So yeah, that's where we're at. I, I think you that was that was a heck of a preface, and I look forward to you going through the rest. All right. The first thing we talked about before, it's the fact that Libsyn's stock trading was halted by the SEC. It's been well reported. It's been um, since April of 2022, I think, is when they were taken off because of their reporting. Their Their reporting wasn't up to par, so they were suspended from trading by the SEC. Apparently it was mutual. Lipson said, fine, we'll, we'll leave willingly or whatever. They haven't been back. So if you have 
liberated syndication stock. You have not been able to do anything with it since April of 2022. The last day the stock was traded was April 15th of 2022. And then Lipson did a 2023 financial update, which I do believe we covered on, on one of the better podcasting shows. And here's a quote from that update that they gave. And this is a PDF file that I found this week on their website. So it's still out there. Quote, as previously announced in April of 2022, the company consented to the revocation of the registration of the company's shares of common stock by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Therefore, the shares are no longer traded on the OTC markets or a national securities exchange. However, stockholders at that time remain shareholders today, and the ownership interests of shareholders remain intact. The company is actively evaluating alternatives to facilitate liquidity uh, to shareholders in 2023, unquote. It's almost the end of 2023. Granted, there's another month left, but I haven't seen any word since. I haven't seen any indication that there is going to be a possibility to liquidate your shares or anything. And I know they've had some changes in the board. They have a temporary CEO right now. I don't know if the CFO is temporary or if it's a permanent CFO. I, I forget, but those key positions have changed hands, which gets me scratching on where is the future of the company? They can't trade their stock anymore. Where they were going, they can't do anymore until they get this thing fixed. So there is a big elephant in the room about their financial well-being that has not been completed. The hour that we're recording this, a day later, a week later, a month later, they could come to some sort of agreement with their shareholders. And, you know, this whole thing that I have right now could be long gone and they've moved past. And I, I actually hope for the shareholders that that is the case. But this has gone on since April of 2022, and it's now in the middle of November of 2023. So what, a year and a half that this is a year and seven months that this has not been fixed. So yeah, I have, I have a little bit of worry to that. And I've been worried about that as a user of the Libsyn service. Like, it, does this indicate that they're going to have to go bankrupt and be bought by somebody else? And then my files are owned by somebody else. And then the service changes. And I just want to clarify something or, or not, or, you know, double tap something. SP's had these thoughts. These are, these are his thoughts, his questions, and all the, the facts that have led him to, to feel this way. And I just want to say, since we're talking money and stuff, not financial experts here by any stretch of the imagination. So there's your disclaimer. This is SP going through his thoughts and why he's reached these sort of questions and whatnot. So just double tap that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I am not a stock trading expert. Uh, it's not my profession. I, I'm not uh, a self-acclaimed expert and neither is Steven. So yes, I, I will heartily agree with that statement. Well, the next thing that I ran into is something that's been happening over the course of the last few years that continued to happen this year. Is Lipson continues to acquire revenue generating advertising companies, and they're focusing less and less on the actual podcast media hosting. Maybe that's the future. Maybe that's where the money is. But if you're not focusing on the hosting, you're focusing on other things and you might not be innovating. So here are the four companies 
that they own as part of the group that is not Libsyn itself. Pair, which is a web hosting company, Glow, which is a podcast monetization company, AdvertiseCast, which is an advertising on podcast company, and Julep, which is a European podcast hosting and monetization company. So monetization and advertisement, that is where their focus has been and how they've been able to afford to acquire these companies while their stock hasn't been able to be traded. I question, again, not a stock expert. I don't know how this is possible, but obviously it is because they've done it. Must have been cash purchases or something. I don't know. Somebody could help me understand that, I guess. But their focus is not on podcast hosting. Their focus has been on advertising and monetization. Okay. How I can confirm this is Lipson's acting CEO, John W. Gibbons, was quoted in a Pod News article as seeing the future of Libsyn as being an advertising company, not a podcast hosting company. All right. When I heard that statement, alarm bells goes off in my head. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay. You're not going to focus on being a podcast hosting company. So the reason why I've given you my business these past 10 years is because you've been a strong podcast hosting company. And again, I'm coming at this as a hobby podcaster, not coming at this as a business podcaster. I was coming at this from the reliability with the maintainability, with the fact that you keep up with standards and that your ability to modernize and maintain your services, your web pages, your ability for me to upload my podcast on the back end, that was all supposed to be maintained and a focus of your company. It's not the focus of the company right now, as admitted by their acting CEO. Also, recently this year, there's been a bunch of redundant employment actions. What does this mean? They let people go. And a couple of weeks ago on the Pod News Weekly podcast, they were talking about Libsyn making a bunch of people redundant. And I'm going to take this as a quote from their transcript of that episode. Libsyn have made a number of people redundant on Friday, last Friday. Among them, software developer Nick Michaels, product manager Yvette Menez, web developers, software engineers, customer service, app security people, and a host of other roles as well. Libsyn is strategically, and this is a quote. So James Cridlin, who does Pod News, reached out to Libsyn and he was wondering what this all means. And this is an official quote that Lipson gave back to James Cridlin at Pod News. Quote, Lipson is strategically allocating resources. That includes reducing the numbers of specific roles and the creation of new positions in our priority growth areas. These changes will allow us to align our resources with our company's evolving needs and objectives. Unquote. Okay. So you're getting rid of software developers, customer service reps, and app security people, all people that are really focused on podcasters and the podcast hosting part of the business. You're letting them go. I have no idea if these people were just not effective. I have no idea if Libsyn couldn't afford them anymore. I, I don't know. All I know is that Libsyn considered them redundant and we're letting them go. 
This is a little confusing to me, especially on the software development side, because as a Libsyn customer these past few years, Libsyn 5 was introduced on March 30th, 2021. I quite honestly didn't like the interface. It's very different. So I continued to use Libsyn 4, plus Libsyn 5 didn't have all the capabilities that Libsyn 4 had. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use Libsyn 4. Well, we're two plus years into this Libsyn 5 interface, and there are still features in 4 that don't exist in 5, and you can still use both. It's not a singular interface. You can use one or the other, but Libsyn 4 is degrading more and more. Just a couple of weeks ago, the stats part of it moved 100% from Libsyn 4 to Libsyn 5. You can't see the stats in Libsyn 4 anymore. If you click on the stats in Libsyn 4, it takes you to Libsyn 5. And you can see the stats completely different. It's not the same interface at all. And in my opinion, it doesn't give you the same level of information. It definitely doesn't give you the same information because they don't count uniques anymore. There's a difference in their stats. And this has all been regaled by them in Libsyn's The Feed podcast number 255. They're updating their stats. They said it, and I don't ever remember them saying we're updating our stats on a certain date. They did say they were going to move their stats to Libsyn 5, but I never heard a definitive date. Anyway, they're moving from the uniques to IAB stats. Why are they doing this? Well, if you're going to be an advertising customer, this is my speculation, if you're going to be an advertising custom, uh, company, you're going to need the advertising agreed on stats, which is the IAB stats. So they don't even reference the unique stats anymore. So they're not relevant anymore. So if you have historical stats, the historical unique stats, which you were going by for your own records as a hobby podcaster, those stats are meaningless now. So you can only use the IAB stats, which only go back so far. I believe they only go back to November 1st, 2017, which for a new podcaster is no big deal. But I've been using Libsyn since 2013. So there's like four years of stats that just aren't there anymore for me. I haven't gone back and looked at that. But as I understand it, that is true. I'm open to being corrected there. So in any event, I'm not mad that the stats were changed. I'm just annoyed that I can't see the historic stats. So that's my situation there. And it all stems from the stats now not being on four anymore and on five in the and five is not complete after two and a half years. I just want to throw in that. I think most software developers would, would confirm the idea that managing platforms or two platforms is a bad idea versus if your op other option is to manage one platform. If you're managing two different pieces of software, it's a lot more work that you have to simultaneously do for patches and things like that. So what is the reason they left for open? That That's always been a question to me. You know, it's not consumer um, friendliness. It can't be because at some point, you know, you're going to have to kick people off of that at some point anyways, if your goal is five. So rip the bandaid off, right? So I think you're probably, there's probably something to the fact that you're saying that there's features in five or in four that you don't see in five. That's my speculation would be that would be why they left it open, which gets back to your whole root of the point there of 
what's going on with the software development. So yeah, I, I think it's a very valid point. It goes beyond the uh, the stats too. I'm trying to remember one off the top of my head. I think the subtitle field in Libsyn 4, it's just not available in 5. Now you might argue, well, nobody really uses it anymore. Well, I, I use it. It's in there. And I can search for my shows based on that. So yeah, I kind of like the subtitle. But again, I don't know how useful it is. It's just an example of something off the top of my head that I know that I input in 4. It's just not available to input in five. So I've been uploading my shows in four and not using five for that. So to continue on, I got a few more things. There was an open letter to Libsyn from Neil Veligo, and it was on the X, the app formerly known as Twitter, which I affectionately call the 10 now, by the way, because, you know, X 10 (laughs) refused to call it X. So it's uh, the 10. I'm hanging on the 10 today, you know. Okay, anyway, there was this open letter to Lipson CEO John Gibbons by Neil. And I'm not going to read this whole thing because it is a very long, you know, Twitter is not 140 characters anymore. The 10 is not 140 characters anymore. This is a pretty long post. But let's talk about a few highlights here. He's, he's saying, John, you're a nice man. And I've heard you speak a few times. I think your heart is in the right place. But I'm confused and I don't know if I want to use your service anymore. And every day now, something new tells me I should ditch out. You don't support many of the third-party tools. You don't support podcasting 2.0. You don't actually seem to be attempting to innovate in any way whatsoever for the people you're claiming to be serving. All right. And then he ends, this goes on and on, and he ends with saying, so this is me begging you, please please, uh, before it's too late to start offering the bare minimum, you know, start, start doing something. You can't innovate. Maybe, maybe you can't lead the industry anymore, but at least keep up with it sort of thing. That's what Neil was getting to. And he, he's a longtime Libsyn pro customer. And he's also a consultant who has customers that are using the interface, but he was talking about, about leaving Libsyn because of all these issues. There's also this group out there called the Podcast Standards Project, and they're supposed to be modernizing the feeds, modernizing the podcasting space. And I looked at the podcaststandards.org webpage. Libsyn, I don't know if they were on the first page at one point in time. They're not. So the companies that I saw on the first page yesterday when I put these in the show notes are Blueberry, Buzzsprout, Captivate, Red Circle, RSS.com, Transistor, Acast, and Castos. Lipson was not a part of that. So, okay. I don't think they're interested in podcasting 2.0, and I don't think they're interested in the podcast standards project. I think they're interested in advertising. I got another aspect to that. You look at their press releases for 2023, and you can go to their website, investor.libson.com slash Libson dash press, and you can see all their press releases. You can click on 2023. Every single press release is a big podcast that is using Libsyn or an advertising rates post. Like we've established our advertisement rates for such and such. So this is our press release on that. None of it had to do with podcast media hosting. None of it had to do with the average or the hobby podcaster. It was all big podcast, big industry podcasts, or it was advertising rates. They're not interested in serving the hobby podcast. They're interested in making money and advertising. That's what they're there for. 
as stated by their CEO, as we quoted earlier. All right, another issue that we've had, or I've had with Libsyn, is in December of 2022, they just increased their prices. I was like, I was scratching my head, like, what is going on? The billing increase, and there was no notification to it. And it looked like it was taxes. I've never seen an invoice, or don't remember seeing an invoice, on on these charges. So I, I don't know if it's like the $5 plan, if it's $5 plus your local taxes. If you're on the $20 plan, is it $20 plus the taxes? I think, judging by the price amounts that I'm seeing, I think that's what it is, but I have no idea. And it came out of nowhere. It was just like, surprise, your bill's higher. It's like, uh, okay, it would have been nice to you know get a notification that you're going to be starting charge taxes. I mean, I would have been fine with it if I had a notification. And when it happened, I looked back for notification. I didn't see any. And I looked around for notification. I didn't see any. If you go into our Discord server and you search for Libsyn and billing and whatever, you'll see I had a few backs and forths with a couple of people like, has has anybody else experienced this? And and there were there's some posts on our Discord server about it. So I was concerned about it at the time. The prices are pretty much stable now. They they haven't really changed all that much since it changed. But the fact that they changed and they didn't notify, that was head scratching for me. And maybe it was just me. Maybe I had a billing problem before that and they had been taking taxes out before that. I don't know, but I wasn't notified of anything. I didn't see anything out there. Another thing that we've been talking about for a long time is our RSS feeds. They have these destinations, which are unique RSS feeds that go out to a distribution center, you know, whatever it is. So the problem I have with that is if you leave Libsyn, you have to make sure you put a 401 redirect in there for every single one of these destinations that you're publishing to that is not your RSS feed. I guess there's some benefits to having a different RSS feed for each different destination. Maybe you can throw a a different episode out or you can click where to publish a certain episode to some places and not other places. Maybe I I think if that's a benefit to you, go ahead as a hobby podcaster. I think you just want your episode to go out everywhere. So that's, if that is part of the capability, I don't care about it for a hobby podcaster. Another issue I've had with lips and forward facing employees or public and facing employees for quite some time is their level of snark and sarcasm. So this is a personal preference of mine. If I'm dealing with a company, I want their employees to be a little bit more professional when they're facing the public. I don't want to hear snark. I don't want to hear sarcasm. I just want to hear a good Star Wars business line. And I want to hear somebody that's willing to work with others and when you lead with snark and sarcasm, I can't even say it right, snark and sarcasm, when you lead with that sort of attitude, it's not very professional in my opinion. Again, just my opinion, but I don't think it's very conducive to working with others. And I think in this day and age, you're needing to work with other companies out there. Lipson, you're not the only company out there that's doing podcasting. You need to actually work with others. So stop being so accusatory towards other people. That's, that's my opinion. There are a few reasons that Libsyn is beneficial to hobby podcasts. And you say, SP, you just had this big rant. Why are you doing this? Well, 
because I still believe that these are benefits to Libsyn. And if you're on Libsyn, you want to stay on Libsyn. These might be a couple that you go, okay, yeah, I I still want to stay with Libsyn for this. Uh, One is they have different plans that you can go up and down on, on a singular podcast. So they don't have any plans right now where you can have multiple RSS feeds on the single account. You just have a single account for each RSS feed, basically. And if you're publishing routinely once a week, you can go to their $20 a month plan and you can have all the benefits. But if you stop publishing, like for instance, a couple of my shows, Voice of Defiance, Starling Tribune, and you still want that feed maintained and out there, and I believe I've said this before as a benefit of Libsyn, you can go down to the $15 plan, the $7 plan, or the $5 a month plan, and just have your podcast still available and know that you don't have to make any changes to it because they're going to keep up with the standards in the industry. Now, I have now in 2023 put some doubt into whether they're going to stay within standards and then what exactly are those standards. But if you want to roll the dice and say they're going to stay within standards, then the $5 a month plan is good. And then also they have welcomed all sorts of podcasters, controversial podcasters, uh, taboo podcasts, basically any fringe podcast that isn't illegal they have welcomed on their hosting service and they're a big believer in free speech, which I know is an American thing, but uh, they don't believe in censorship unless it's illegal. So that are two things I say, okay, I can recommend Libsyn for those two reasons. But for the most part, for hobby podcasters in 2023, based on everything else that I've seen, I no longer recommend Libsyn to hobby podcasters. That's me. That's SP Rupert in 2023. I no longer recommend Libsyn for hobby podcasters. So first off, let me say thank you for putting all those thoughts together. Um, like, like I said, leading into this, there's things we've touched on before, but I think what you've done today is is a lot more meaningful. And the reality is, like you said, we currently host this podcast on Libsyn and we've recommended Libsyn before. And so I think for some longtime listeners, it could be hard to understand, well, what's the sudden change? You know, is there one thing like someone could easily go, well, were they snarky? Because you said snarky, so I'll pick on that. Were, were they snarky to you and that changed your tone? No, it's or it's not one specific thing. It's a, It's a series of things that has changed you to no longer recommend them. And um, I, I think that everything you brought up is very valid. And I will say that the uncertainty of the future of Libsyn is is one of the big standout things for me personal, personally. And it is the culmination of a bunch of different things that you mentioned, whether it is the the comments about advertising future or the financial things. There's just a lot of question marks about where they're going to go. And the industry has changed so much from where they've started. And this is across the board. This is big people and their their big companies, what their needs are in a podcast service. And it's also the hobby podcaster. You know, an average hobby podcaster 
let's go back five years. Five years is the same number. They might have looked at these things like the destinations. They go, wow, that really makes my podcasting experience easy having it all built into one thing. But now you go, okay, your average new podcaster, if they're on Spotify, they're on Apple Podcasts, that's the majority of what they care about. So all these other destinations aren't anywhere near as important as podcast creation tools, which some places are working and focusing more on. So for your average hobby podcaster, I suspect they would find a new one, a lot more value in those easy podcast creation tools versus a billion different destinations. So there's a lot of questions I have there about, about are they really going to be making the experience easier for the hobby podcaster? And then I also question for the big company, the big, the big main company, if they are moving towards another model, will that support that big company as well? So I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the future and it's for this sort of thing, these sort of discussions. It's important that you remember always, in my opinion, you remember no matter what companies say, they can, they can talk until the cows come home. That's not an expression, but I'm going to say that um, about how when you leave their service, they'll put up a redirect. But if all of a sudden their model changes and maybe they're no longer offering that because it's more financially viable to not offer the redirects, you could be host. So just keep that in mind that, you know, you, you hope that's not the case. But when you when you're picking a podcast provider, a hosting provider, you should have some level of certainty that they're going to be around for a while and that you'll probably host with them for a while. Because if, say, for example, somebody hosted on um, on Libsyn and then in a few months time, and this is all theoretical, in a few months time, they change their mind on things and they're like, you know what? Our prices are going through the roof because we actually are focused more on corporate podcasting. And sorry, there's no redirects anymore. You know, you, you could find yourself between a rock and a hard place. So, yeah, I think it's always important to be aware of what the current information is, what the current offering is, and what the best fit is for you. And I agree with your statement. I think that in the year 2023, it is very hard to justify Libsyn to a hobby podcaster. So I want to give an open call to all of the other podcast media host services. You're welcome to come on Better Podcasting. You'll have to arrange a time with Stephen and I and advocate for why you are a better podcast media hosting service than Libsyn for hobby podcasters. I want to foot stomp that. You have to have a story that you could tell for hobby podcasters to come use your service. And I'm going to open it up to anybody that wants to come on. Please get a hold of us, podcast at betterpodcasting.com. That email will go to Stephen and I, hopefully, and we'll be able to respond to you and uh, arrange a time for you to come on. Uh, I've started this show by reiterating my hiatus, my upcoming hiatus. So unfortunately, it can't be tomorrow or anything like that, but it could be <laughs> sometime in January which a lot of people are starting podcasts. So maybe that'll be advantageous to you. I don't know. Anyway, open call to you. I don't care if you're Podbean, Captivate, Transistor, RSS, whoever you are, you're welcome to come on our show and talk about your benefits for hobby podcasters. And in the chat, Liberty Dude brings something interesting up. And first, I'll, I'll start with the first part of his message. He goes, that was a pretty detailed and clear take SP. 
And then he goes, what are the odds podcasters like BP that are established should move to a different hosting service? I will just say this. You may have, we may have said it post-show. I don't know. We've said it on the show when we've been talking for a long time now about the problems with moving an established podcast host. It's from personal experience. We've been shopping for a while and weighing the pros and cons for moving this, this particular podcast. From my perspective, like, you know, it is a little hypocritical to not recommend to recommend not recommend hobby podcasters use Libsyn or sorry to to say to hobby podcasters Libsyn might not be your best choice. And then us as a hobby podcast being on Libsyn, but for all a bunch of other reasons, we might want to move off of it. And so um, we have to make that decision. And at some point, we probably will move better podcasting. but. SP's point that he brought up there about, you know, the historical stats is something that that is is a, a thing to consider. And that is the tough part with moving off of of a service, any service, not just Libsyn. If you have a history of stats, you, ha you have to accept that you're going to lose those. We'll say this. Uh, I don't believe I, I think this is true. I have not started a new podcast on Libsyn since Better Podcasting. Pretty sure all my shows that have started after Better Podcasting started are on a different service. Oh, I, I never put the math together. Yeah, two and two equals three for me. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was gonna say you're, you're probably in the same boat too. I think Better Podcasting is your only Libsyn hosted podcast. The only other time I use Libsyn, yeah, was to to do testing. Uh, Liberty Dude said, "Is it possible to download stat history?" I, I don't know that it's it. You is, can't like it? a CSV file or something oh, like that. Okay. I think you can. Yeah. Okay. It's not as, yeah, you're not going to get the granular level of detail though, probably, right? No, I think you lose some, some things that they're able to do behind the scenes, some parsing and uh, some ability to, to say um, maybe records over time, or, or I, I think there's some limitations. I don't know exactly what they are. You do get the bulk of your stats, but I mean, if you're on Lipson now, you can't go to four to get the uniques anyway. So I think the stat, I think the stats only go down uh, that you can go episode by episode. They're, they're all IAB. So it's 2017 and later. Ah, uh, well, in any case, um, I just wanted to, to uh, on the show, disclose that, that, yeah, you know, we are in the camp that we're probably going to want to be a hobby podcaster moving off of Lipson. And it is a heavy lift and it is something that it comes with a bunch of variables that you have to consider like the destinations thing that SP mentioned and, and all these other things. So there, there is a lot to it. It's not an easy lift by any stretch of the imagination. And if anybody trying to sell you a service says it's easy because we have import. Yeah. They might make a certain portion of it super easy, but there's a lot of bat baggage that will always exist out there that you have to consider. So. Yeah. You'll have to go episode by episode just to make sure everything is set correctly. Once you move over, uh, because of all the options that Libsyn does have that you, you don't know if something's going to break as it ports over like that. So I haven't done it personally, but I, I would uh, go episode by episode just to make sure everything has been moved over correctly. And then there's a whole process to move over. And it, it's not something that you can do overnight. You're going to take a couple of months at least to make sure that mm -hmm. you hit all the people that get to follow or subscribe to your new RSS feed if you do it properly. And then 
set out a last episode saying, if you're hearing this, you're not on the new feed. This will be the last episode that you get and give it a couple more weeks before you turn it off. That sort of thing. Um, I don't know step-by-step of what I would recommend these days, but I know there are steps that you should take as you move things over. Cause I've actually never ported a podcast over from service to service, but I'm willing to do it now. Uh, the pod faded shows or the ended shows that I was alluding to before, I don't know if I will move them. Mm. I mean, I might keep them there or I might end them and then put them up on archive.org because I don't think they're being downloaded all that much anymore anyway. And if somebody wants them, at least they'd be there. Yeah, if you're not going to do that, you could use Pinecast because Pinecast still does the mul- the unlimited shows. And at least for now, I I worry about the longevity of, of Pinecast. I do yeah. have a Pinecast account. Yeah. I, I have a couple of shows that are hosted on Pinecast. Yep, got it. Um, I could easily move shows over to Pinecast and, and keep them available there basically for free because it's an additional RSS feed, which is free underneath the plan that I'm on. Yeah. Um, the archive.org thing, it's very valid if you're sure you want to archive something, but I, I, it takes work, takes a lot of work, but the other aspect of it is that it's there. You're like, you've lost all control, like uh, forever once it's on archive.org. So as long as you're, you know, once you put it, you always assume you put anything out on the internet, it's always out there forever. But it still is contained to a degree if, you know, it might be on people's podcatchers, it might be on their computers, you know, yes, things can resurface. But once it's on archive.org, that's its purpose. You, you've, you've now forever ultimately lost the ability pretty much to pull things down. Not, not for fair. sure. Not for sure. But it's a consideration people should have. Okay. So, all right, that was my long controversial <laughs> rant for this podcast, and uh, my apologies to everybody that was like, uh, "I don't care, SP." Right? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> no, thanks again for putting that together, SP. I greatly appreciate that, and I look forward to seeing what our listeners and viewers have to say about other alternatives. Because, yeah, we're not going to go as far as to say what our shortlist has been for where we're we're likely going to move in the future, but um, maybe you can influence that. We'd love to know what you what your thoughts are. Yeah, and I will say uh, there's been a reason why we haven't recommended any media hosts out there because it really depends. It depends. It depends. Yeah. I can say that statement over and over and over. really depends on what you want to do, what sort of features that you want, and what you want to do long term. It depends on which media host to recommend based on it. It's not cut and dry. No. Like it might have once been. No. All right, I got a couple more things. Before we go to those, I'll ask you, do you want video or audio? Take a pick. Audio. Audio. All right, audio. Last week unannounced, I changed the SM7B. I was listening back to, I think it was the Gonna Geek Show episode, the last one that we did. And I was just like, you know what? SP's SM7B just sounds a little bit better than mine. And I realized it was the upper end. And so I turned it. Well, there's two things. Number one, it was SP talking. Let's get that one out there. That's a large portion of why it sounded better. Um, but the second part was from a technical perspective. Um, I was noticing yours just sounded a little bit more full. And I realized it was the I forget what you call it, but the lift on the higher end. That's like accentuator or something like that or um, 
basically you've got a couple of toggles on the back of the SM7B. One rolls rolls off the low end. One um, accentuates. I'm going to say uh, the high end. I don't even know if that's the right set phrase, but it lifts. Yeah, it's called flat response base roll off or presence boost. Presence We're talking about boost, presence the boost. presence boost. And so I turned the presence boost on. And uh, I have to say, I think I, I like it better. I think it's just gives it a little bit more, I'll say body. It, it's, a, it's a little bit more full. It's not laying mostly in the low end. And I was really happy with what I heard back. So I'm glad I flipped that on. And I think for, you know, we've got very different voices. I do think that we both sound better with it on. So I think for an average hobby podcaster, if you're going to grab this SM7B, which I know is a big feat in itself, um, I'd encourage you to give that a try as well. I just think it, it makes it sound a little less flat too. So so I turned that on and I was pretty happy with the change. Yeah, I noticed and uh, it was uh, definitely different. I actually went back an episode in the car. I was like, <laughs> he must have changed something. And, it, to be honest, I kind of knew what was going on because he asked me for what my settings were yeah. on the Roadcaster Pro too. So I'm like, okay, so he's fiddling with stuff. So I was listening for it. And, and yeah, it sounded a little bit better, but I didn't know what. And honestly, I forgot since I listened to it. So I didn't bring it up to Steven. It's, it's been a week. It's been a, it's been a, the reason why we didn't have a show last week. It's been a week for me. And while we are talking about microphones, um, I will just say over in the Discord on betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, Damien the DM gave us a comment when we were talking about the Rode White Collection. And he was letting us know that there is a company called Colorware. And he goes, quote, they're not exactly cheap, but it's possible to get other mics in white too, though not direct from the company like the new Rode stuff. Can actually customize them quite a bit though through Colorware. Only sure and one S... Oh, sorry, only sure and one Sennheiser model, though. And so there is, uh, yeah, you can get customized colored mics. And I'm not really sure exactly what the process is, if it's just, you know, wrapped or if it's uh, painted or whatever. But there's a bunch of different options if you're wanting to theme out your microphone. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd well, say it's one. powder coating. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's powder coating. But my question is, can I get one to replicate the Rusto mic? Oh, I, I think we need like a, I'll actually just send you like a, uh, the rust of my grill and you could just screw it onto another microphone. <laughs> as long as the threads match, right? <laughs> and then also, uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention was this was a video thing. This was something that was interesting for me to come across. As I've mentioned many, many times on this show and the better podcasting main show, since we returned, uh, from the hiatus last year, I've been using a chroma key, a green screen, in order to make sure that I had a backdrop still. And what I determined this past week was that 4K matters. And I had gone into the Gunna Geek show settings. So a few weeks back when I changed a bunch of settings with my green screen and everything, I got them all dialed in for better podcasting. And then when I went into a stream on the Gunna Geek show, I went into the Gunna Geek template on OBS and I I noticed that the king wasn't looking as good as on better podcasting so I hopped back to the better podcasting template captured a bunch of settings went back to gonna geek and they all were set and matched yet the king I could instantly see was different I had a lot more you know grain coming in behind me and I'm like what's going on here this is bizarre the settings totally match 
So then I started digging through more camera settings and I realized on the Guinea Geek show, I had the capture set as 1080 for my webcam, which is the Logitech Brio versus on a better podcasting, I had the 4K. So the increased resolution, and I don't know if that means that when you go to 4K, it affects color profiles or things like that. I don't know if there's other variables, but the fact that I switched to the 4K mode made the chroma keying better. So just something to throw out there because we've talked long about how the Logitech C922 still looks good today, still is is suitable for your average hobby podcaster. But if you're doing things like chroma key, um, you know, you might actually find some value in the 4K resolution. Yeah, I have, I didn't tell you this, but I have started my foray into using OBS. Ooh, is, so, is that for the SP After Dark stream? Well, it was After Dark, that's for sure. <laughs> of course, it gets dark around two o'clock around here these days. So, you know, <laughs> that's that's what the time change will do for you. But yeah, I started uh, doing a little bit of screen capture and stuff like that on OBS. So I'm, I'm slowly dipping my toe into that. Somebody asked me a question, a friend asked me a question on Audacity. So I went into, because I'm not paying for X split anymore so i went into obs and i muddled my way through the recording and yeah i i do have a future of wondering about chroma key <laughs> because because <laughs> it's just going to be something that i'm going to have to do so yeah i i am interested now but it's it's very 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 slow and honestly i still with my podcast that i do like legends of shield i will still use Streamyard because it's just so easy yeah. just to use that yeah in our chat, Johnny Pennington says, so what cameras do you use for the 4K? And it's the Logitech Brio. That was the one that I was referring to. That's that's a 4K camera. Yep, I'm using that too. And while we're only broadcasting in 720 or 1080 on the shows that I do in the show, uh, it is a sharper picture, in my opinion, to use even at the lower yeah. resolutions. Yeah, I'm not even... That's the thing is I'm doing 4K. I'm taking bringing the signal into OBS in 4K but I'm only the, the project is only 1080 because I never bothered to go back and go, why did it all break when I used 4k after that? I just kept it 1080 because it was working. <laughs> yeah. So for episode number 70 of better podcasting live chat, I'm Steven saying thanks again for all your hard work doing that SP. That was very comprehensive. I just hope people are still having fun with their hobby podcasts. I know I am. So we'll see everybody at least one more time in 2023. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew, Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.